Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. To the Who Do Lounge Podcast. I am your host, metaphysical priest, divine. That's right, spiritual family. We're back. Just wanted to talk to y'all this evening. Before we go in, I want for everybody to make sure you visit www.hoodoolounge.net. Join the Hoodoo Lounge group also on Facebook. We're the fastest group growing on Facebook where we cover hoodoo, voodoo, wicca, witchcraft, spiritualities, quantum, spiritual physics, the paranormal. It's the one-stop shop, baby, for all of your spiritual needs. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone had a good time. I know I have. It's the weekend and... I have a very interesting topic tonight, you know, and the reason why I'm bringing this up here, welcome to the Hoodoo Lounge podcast, where we cover stories on the paranormal and hoodoo and voodoo and other spiritual stuff. But I want to talk to you guys tonight. Why? Because spiritual family, I'm a spiritualist here. I'm an ordained minister. I'm the priest of the metaphysical temple of self-improvement. And we're going to talk tonight about summoning spirits. Now, we know that lately, hoodoo, voodoo, Yoruba, all of this is becoming a modern day trend. We are in the age of the Aquarius. And now you have a lot, particularly in the black community, you have a lot of black people are leaving the church and and a lot of women leaving in large droves and they're getting into spiritual work. They're coming into voodoo, hoodoo, you name it. You got women joining Wicca, all of that spiritual family. I have no problem with it. It's, it's a good thing. Why? Because you're not relying on someone else to lead you to the kingdom. Uh, you're not relying on one person on a one specific day to determine what joy you're going to have in life when you're made of the same components that they are. But with trends comes sometimes the lack of responsibility and the lack of knowledge can lead to the lack of responsibility. So I have a lot of women in particular that are coming into the craft, coming into the spiritual work. And I want for people to be cautious tonight of the spirits that they summon. Now I'm a paranormal investigator and advisor. I will talk about later shows, what I have come across and 
homes that I've been called out to and some of my personal experience. But I want to talk to you as a spiritualist, as someone that's been practicing who doing root work uh, for over 17 years, about actually 22 plus years. And I was born into this, as I could say, uh, my family is Geechee and on my mom's side, uh, we have family from Haiti and Dominican Republic. So I come from both elements. Uh, and I tell people this. When you come into hoodoo, hoodoo is folk magic. Yeah, there's some folk magic aspect to it, but there's also some components that we use to help heal people. And if you want to use the modern day term in a holistic way. But I had a couple of clients that they talked to me and they're like, I'm making candles. I'm summoning this spirit. And they're talking to me and they're they're talking about Orishas. But they talking about Papa Legba at the same time. They're talking about the ancestors. And I'm like, whoa. Slow down. And these is like newbies. Everybody will do it at some point. So we're not picking on it. But I say that because. They're meeting all these people online and you got the sister girl magic thing going on. They're meeting all these people online or just and especially on Facebook. Please don't give your money to people on Facebook that don't have a website or that look legit. If you click on their profile, they just got a profile picture with no writing up on there. That's a red flag. I have met women that cost up six hundred dollars. and I'm not picking on the sisters because I'm telling you, this is my clientele. Most guys not going to spend that type of money on a stranger. And they're like, oh, yeah, they, they guaranteed me they could do this. Come on. Don't be naive and gullible. You have to pick a school of thought, spiritual family, that you're going to learn about. First of all, if you do an Oshun and all this other stuff and, and Orishas, you're talking about Yoruba. If you're talking about Legba, you're talking about Voodoo. You talk about the Baron, you talking about Haitian voodoo. Now, let me break something down. Haitian voodoo use a lot of Catholic saints in their rituals. That's why they say Haiti is, uh, what is it, 95% Catholic, 100% voodoo? And a lot of Americans don't understand that about Haiti. They think thinking Haiti out here doing, you know, oh shoot. No, they're using Catholic saints. That's the origin of voodoo on this side of the hemisphere here. They use a Catholic saints, religious saints to cover up some of the African gods or uh, voodoo saints, so to speak, or gods. Depending on what you talk about, you talk about Louisiana and so forth. But be careful of the hodgepodge. You meet these people calling themselves, I'm a mambo and a hoogan. And I'm like, well, if you're 33 years old, who did you study under to get this title so fast in life? That should be a red flag right there. It takes decades, not years, decades to become a Hugon or a Mamba. Be warned. So you coming across these people that just three years ago, they was in the church high-fiving their neighbor, and now they're out here getting people on the street to try to communicate with these spirits and burning candles to try to communicate with them. Let's talk about candles right now in the spiritual world. Candles could be made for cleansing. Candles could be made for protection. But when you start trying to talk to spirits in your home and you burn a certain candle to try to communicate with them, you're opening up a portal, a gateway. 
Like I was telling them, um, I had this conversation with someone here, and I said, if you go on Facebook, you'll see people talking about Papa Legba all day long. And I'm not going to say his name too much. But I said, they talk about him as if that's their best friend they're about to go play a game of 21 with. You go to Haiti or into any Haitian community, you never hear Haitians say that name. Even if they're not into voodoo and, and they might still have heard the name and familiar with it, they show a great deal of respect. That name is not to be said all out in the open like that. Hell, you don't even say Candyman three times in the open. You have to be careful of the spirits you're playing with because you will end up opening a portal and getting spirits into your home that you don't know what you're dealing with. For example, I get a lot of people say, oh, I want to deal with these spirits and I want to deal with ancestors. I want to talk to my ancestors. I'm like, well, what ancestors are you talking about? Are you talking about grandma, your mom, your uncles, your grandfather? You should never try to communicate with spirits that just passed away. Especially if they died of a horrible, violent death. You have to give the spirit time to transfer over to the spirit realm. And follow me on this. I don't know what it's like to be dead, but just follow me on this. I'm quite sure if you're a really spiritual person, you believe in the afterlife. Think about visualizing yourself dying. Waking up wherever you wake up at, whatever you believe in. And now you realize you're dead and you're waking up at this place and you're dead. You're like, wait a minute, I'm dead. The shock that you're going to feel, because you're still you, but the shock that you're going to feel that, oh, I'm dead. You're going to want to have, so you want to talk to somebody. If you're in heaven, you want to talk to God. You want to, if you're in hell, well, <laughs> you know how that story goes. But wherever you at, you want to talk to somebody. You want to communicate. What am I doing here? What happened? Oh, well, you died in this way. Oh my God, how long I've been dead? Well, whatever. I don't know how it goes. I've never been dead. When you have questions, when you think the dead will have questions, they, they need a moment to get themselves together, to take a breather, have a woo-side moment, like, oh, let me get myself together. Some of you out there want to go put your dead relative that just died last weekend right on the altar and, and bond with them and then make them do work for you. Have respect for the dead. Give them six months to a year to fully transfer over to the next dimension or realm wherever they're at. I want to work with my ancestors. I want to work with my ancestors. And a lot of you, you're not building a relationship with ancestors. You actually, you're, you're asking them for things just like you probably asked them when they was here and alive. But what ancestors are you communicating with? You don't even know. I want you to pardon this one. You don't even know where your ancestor might even be located at. Let's say you believe in hell. Where if your ancestors got warped over and now they're like some hell demon or something, and you talking about, oh, I want to talk to my ancestor. You just done open up a gateway portal to allow demonic forces. And, you know, a lot of people, rookies on there, oh, I could do this, burn it. I ask them because I'm a paranormal investigator, a legitimate one. I said, how strong do you think your candle game is or your tarot card game is if you're dealing with demonic forces in your home? You see pictures flying off the walls. You finding maggots underneath your kids' sheets. You're hearing strange voices. We gonna do plot deck of card. Ace of Spades said I could get rid of them. No. No. We must be careful about how we interact with spirits in this spiritual game. Be wise in your dealings. That goes into tonight's story.
So, young woman lives in Atlanta. She's 36 years old, up and coming with her career. She's supposed to get promoted, but she was overlooked. She done had a bad route. Husband left her. She's getting kind of down on her luck. She comes across a bootleg root doctor. A hodgepodge, I call it, that throws everything together. They say all these fancy names. So he gives her these candles. He gives her a book of spells, which came from a book of demons. She didn't know that. She's new. She's drawing pentagrams and other things. And she got the candles um, off. She got the lights off in her house and she burned the candles. And she starts chanting and chanting. And she does this for like two weeks straight. And she's chanting and chanting. And she don't even know the words she said. She's following what somebody told her. She's chanting and chanting. Well, days go by. She starts to notice her food going bad real fast in the refrigerator. is rotten. She's like, I just put this food in there. I just bought it from Walmart. She continued to chance the candle work. She's even making sacrifices now because someone told her to do that. One night, she's in the bathtub. And she hears a, a loud crack. Pow! She pulled the shower curtain back, the bathtub curtain back, and she looks and she sees the, the mirror is broke. At that time, the lights starts going on and off in the house. She's in the nude. She sticks her head out in the hallway to see what's going on. And she can hear the picture frames cracking. Boom, 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 boom. Cracking. She's getting concerned. She's getting scared. She runs for her Bible now. She trying to get her Bible. She trying to, you know, she's wet. She's half naked. She's trying to get a Bible together. She's trying to find a scripture to read. She got these candles burning and everything. All of a sudden, all her candles start breaking one by one. Boom, 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 boom. She had like seven candles up there. They break it one by one. Wax, juice, flying everywhere. She don't know what's going on. And, you know, she's really concerned. She's trying to get some clothes put on. And then she hears an evil, deep voice. Join us. Join us. And she, she said this voice just sound like it was inside the whole house. Like it was like Everywhere, the voice of penetrating through the wall, join us, join us. And she started knowing items are shaking, start flying off. Uh, she tried to get to the other room. When she gets to the room, there's another mirror that hadn't cracked, and she sees red eyes. Big red eyes reflecting in the mirror. She tried to go downstairs. She tried to get to the doors. The doors is locked. She can't get out the door for some reason. Maybe because she's panicking. Maybe she's sweating, and she can't turn the doorknobs. Who knows? She's still here to join us. Join us. She runs to the back screen door, slide the door open, gets out, runs across her backyard where the pool was at, through the fence, to the neighbor's house. What was that spiritual family? Do y'all know the between a ghost and a demon? A ghost haunts a specific location and place. A demon ties itself to items and people. And it used the item as a vehicle to channel itself to you. A demon follows you no matter where you go. She's driving her car to work. After she done told her what happened, she's frantic, whatever. She goes to work the next day. 
She don't want to go back in the house. And she went underneath like one of them overhang tunnels where it gets slightly dim. And she looked in the mirror. She see the same red eyes through the rearview mirror. And for her, she hears a faint voice that says, join us. She calls a friend up at work, tell them what they did. Her friend didn't know that she was doing all this stuff. And they're like, why would you summon all these spirits that you never heard of? And ancestors. She's like, well, I, I want to get money. I want to bond with them. Long story short, spiritual family, she had to seek. She had to seek uh, a minister. She didn't go to a priest because she wasn't Catholic, so she went to a minister. A minister that was from the low country of the Carolinas. And he had to come in with some church members and everything. And they said that they could hear the voices in the house. And by the, she hasn't been home, really, since the incident took place. Her furniture was scattered all over the house. All the mirrors was cracked. Anything with glass was shattered. They said the stench was horrible. There were maggots in the refrigerator, maggots in her bedroom, on the window sills. This is what happens when you become thirsty to communicate with spirits. You can follow these people that's on social media that tell you to talk to all these spirits and stuff. They had to bless her. They had to rebaptize her. They had to baptize her house. It took her a half a month to get her home purified and back together. Just when she threw it back together again, she heard a faint voice and stuff started shaking again. She had to remove all candles from her home. Now, look, I'm pro candle work because I do candle work. But like I said, like I wouldn't when I do spiritual cleansing or paranormal investigation and I'm checking for somebody home or, or a place of resident or they place a business that they think there's negative spirits there. I always bring a white candle for peace. I don't summon what I can't get rid of. I'm going to say that again. I would never summon what I can't get rid of. And I tell you, if you listen to this podcast, do you really want to summon what you can't get rid of? I understand you just came out of the church. I understand Christianity has been your way of living for a long time. And now you want to come into this, y'all call it African religion, which hoodoo is not African religion. It was founded by black Americans here on the soil. And I say that because black Americans never dealt with deities. Big Mama never did no Orisha or Oshun. Hell, I don't even remember my grandmother, which just passed away in 2005 or whatever. I don't remember them ever even saying the word Africa out of their mouth. I say that, that if you want to talk to your ancestors, how about you start with what's in your backyard? Something or someone that you're familiar with. So if it goes wrong, you have some type of relation. Maybe the spirit won't go so hard on you versus going way overseas, oh, yonder, like the old folks down south would say, and summoning spirits and tribes that you know nothing about. It's great to read about them. It's great to learn about them. But all spirits should be shown with respect, spiritual family. Certain candles should not be used when you're summoning spirits or communicating with spirits. I have a spiritual board that I use to communicate, not a Ouija board, a spiritual board that I use to communicate sometime with spirits or to just get answers about certain questions that people like. I will tell you this. I have used this spiritual board many, 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 many times, probably about 10 times max. That's a lot for a spiritual board. 
I would not use the spiritual board if I'm not in the right state of mind, which I'm usually in the right state of mind. I would not use it if I have any anger, resentment, or bitterness. I would not use it on a client if they have anger, resentment, or bitterness. I have to conduct assessments two weeks in advance before I deal with my clients if they want to use the spiritual board. Because if they have anger, fear, resentment, malice in their heart, there and we use this spiritual board to try to communicate with spirits or a family member or whatever the situation may be, it's going to open up a portal for something negative to come through, a spirit that's negative to come through. So that's why spiritual family, I have to work with them and explain to them in details what this spiritual board entails. And I have declined people. I have no problem declining people. I have I declined people for spell work. If you call me with uh, intentions, and that's that's a spiritual form too, doing spell work, but you want to do spell work to, for malice to hurt people, to try to control somebody and make them love you? No, I believe in free will. I will decline you of spell work. I'm not thirsty for clients where I have to issue out something that's going to harm somebody. Like really, like you really will want to be mindful, spiritual family. There's spirits out there and you can summon them and they will go bump in the night. Don't invite spirits into your home that you can't get rid of. Spirits are real and the outcome will be very, very, very real. Keep God first at everything that you do. And like I got told someone today, I said, hey, if you meet a root doctor and they don't believe in God or the Bible, they're not much of a root doctor. Why? Because hoodoo is black American folk magic once again. And what are black people known for? Christianity. Good old Baptist. AME. And if you did in South Carolina, Pentecostal holiness. I say that that. The Bible plays a major role in Black America culture. It's just, it, it does. It does. And and with, with the Bible, we use that and our elders use that for a lot of their root work. The pastor sometimes was the root doctor. When church service is over with, they'll go back there, pay him some money, get a crisp crisp bag or something. So I say that, that if you come across people and they're not using the Bible or they don't know their word of God like that, and you're going to give them money to do work, root work for you, be mindful of what they might be attracting. Do your research with whoever you're seeking spiritual guidance with. Don't be fooled by fancy titles and names. I'm a real ordained person. Through University of Sedonia, I'm working on my doctorate degree in metaphysical science with a focus in parapsychology. I have a master's degree from South Carolina State University in individual and family development. I have a bachelor's degree from SUNY Purchase, New York. I'm a real person. I've been in magazines. Uh, I've been on radio shows. I've been interviewed for documentaries at universities. And I say that just not to toot my resume. I say that because I'm real. You can access me. You go on my social media page, you'll see bio. Go on my website, which is www.whodolounge.net, by the way. Uh, I'm a real person. Don't get advice from people in chat rooms that say, I can handle this for you. Guarantee it. Please. Use some form of discernment. A lot of scam artists. 
be knowledgeable. If you want to study voodoo, by all means, study voodoo, but learn what voodoo is about. Learn about Louisiana voodoo. Learn about Haitian voodoo. Learn about 21, what is it? Uh, Univision, that's the Dominican one. Learn. Mexico got their own folk magic too. Learn. Read. That's what I would say is one of the biggest problems right now. Maybe the fact that like on social media, a lot of people look for quick means and burst of information. They want that picture that looks real cool and say something real cool. But if you post an article about spirituality or something about the spiritual realm or metaphysics, no one don't want to read it. They don't. People today don't want to read. And, and, and you miss it out on so much information because all the information is in the books. A lot of these spiritual books been written decades ago before this became a trend to anybody that's listening out there. These are not new books. The information is in the books. But if you want the quick burst of information, like I had one woman that tell me she want to be, what did she say? A high priestess in Wicca. And I said, then you need to go join a Wicca group and talk to them about that and creating a coven. What you coming to me for? I think she was a scam anyway. I think she was just trying to be annoying and scam. But the whole point is, I told her, I said, that doesn't happen overnight. Show these people respect, real people with these titles. I said, I'm, I'll be 42. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And I'll still be doing it when the trend is over and everybody off the Black Panther tip and probably back at church high-fiving their neighbor with a big hat on their head. I will still be out here doing it. I don't hide who I am. I'm an internationally known spiritualist that happen to practice hoodoo and other forms of spirituality. I am a paranormal advisor, investigator. I'm not hiding in the dark from church folk. Why? Because you church folk, you know y'all are my biggest clients. You are my biggest clients. Why should I hide? It's the age of Aquarius. Truth will be revealed. On that note, spiritual family, make sure you go on to the hoodoolounge.net website. Read our Flipboard magazine that is produced every week. We have one that's called Metaphysical Temple of Self-Improvement. And the other one, of course, is called Hoodoo Lounge. That's right. Who Do Lounge Magazine. We also have the podcast, which is on Anchor FM, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Share this with your friends and loved ones. On that note, spiritual family, be careful of what you summon because it may not want to leave. Mm-hmm.